Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, it's Julia here. Before we start this episode, I just need to explain something. We did book Phil Jupiter to come back because he was so brilliant last series. Um, but this other guy turned up instead. Really weird accent, strange hat. It's quite a nice hat, actually. Um, anyway, so we went with him because he seemed fun and he'd watched the episode. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. This is what happened next. Sorry about all the giggling. <laughs> Don't look at me. I have to. We are working together now. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on, I forgot the right page. Yeah. Okay. This is typical if you do not mind me saying British efficiency at work here. <laughs> no wonder you people are having the Brexit. <laughs> Look, don't be rude. You started the war. <clears throat> we annexed the Sudetenland. That we'll is not starting a war. That is merely um, having an extension to your country. You know, we are a growing country with many young people. You need an extension. We, we couldn't knock through to the loft. That is not possible. <laughs> right. Quiet, please. <clears throat> Ahoy and welcome to Always There, the Howard's Way podcast. I'm Julia Rayside. Thank you for joining me as I navigate through every single episode of the 1980s seafaring soap opera set in the fictional English coastal town of Tarrant. It would be a lonely voyage without you. And joining me to discuss Series 2, Episode 8, is Corvette Capitan Kurt Schiffer, who died just before the end of the Second World War. Kurt Willkommen! Uh, uh, Willkommen, Julia. <laughs> I like your hat. Uh, yeah, it is uh, a, a captain's hat from uh, from the Kriegsmarine, <laughs> a standard issue. Just you know what what we wear. It's, it's really nice. It really it really sets well, off. Well, uh, your... you you seem to be keen on 
uh, you know, having someone with some experience of the working at sea. Well, this is exactly why I've invited you on. Now, despite being dead, I thought you'd probably know a lot about, you know, rigging and uh, uh, wind direction. Well, uh, I was uh, as a as a, a kinder uh, in Hamburg. I was a keen sailor on the Alster. <laughs> Uh, on the Alster, the large uh, lake in Hamburg, where, where you are having um, you're having the pedalos. Oh, pedalos! Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I know. Uh, we are having uh, pedalos on the Alster <laughs> in in uh, in the shape of uh, geese. And, uh, <laughs> we have when, swans uh, in this country. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, which uh, at, at Alton Towers? Mute? Yeah, they have swans. <laughs> Just big white plastic ones, yeah. Alton, uh, Alster, you know, <laughs> we, we have more in common than your mattress. Honestly, so much. Now, obviously, I've got you on to talk about this programme called Howard's Way. Um, yeah. Were you aware of it, being dead and also from the well, past? Well, um, di- having died in, uh, in uh, uh, towards the end of 1945. Um, I'm it, sorry about that, by the way. I was just well, no, it, um, <laughs> just to clarify um, uh, that, you know, I did die just before the end of the Second World War. But not in a conventional sense. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened? I choked on a silver skin <laughs> onion in Ein Gibson. <laughs> That's quite a classy death. Was it in a nice bar or? No, just... we, we had a cocktail school on the submarine. You had a what now? Cocktail school. Oh, really? We had, you know, because at the end of the war, men are needing new jobs. <laughs> So uh, we were preparing them for that. Uh, there was a to cocktail school. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ceramics department down by the torpedo tubes where they were making... Um, the submarine sounds very crowded. Yeah, a theatre, a dance school, modern jazz and tap. OK, that's good. Well, we need to talk about a scene later on we, then in this show where yeah. uh, where one of the characters makes a martini and it, it looks it, bloody awful. If I may say, the beverage making in the Howard's Way is of a very low standard. I agree with you. That we mm. have in common too. Well, let's let's kick off with the start of the episode then. Yeah. So you must have been quite confused because uh, a random woman with ginger hair is handing over a baby to another so random I, woman. I am assuming there is some kind of um, a baby selling scheme uh, in <laughs> order to make boats in Tarrant. <laughs> a lady with the head like fire is um, um, and not even selling the baby. She is merely um, throwing it into the back of a camp <laughs> as if the baby has to be somewhere important. Um, He's um, off to a meeting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going to baby academy to sharpen up his baby skills. So the lady, was, uh, she is uh, uh, giving uh, the, the child to a slender man. Yes, she who is. Who is apologising to a lady called Abby. Yes, that's right. It's her baby. Oh. Yeah, she's giving it away because she's a heartless bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what's going on Still, there. Still, I mean, a child is quite a commitment. If you're not going <laughs> to raise a kid, then you're better off getting rid of it. Well, it's And true. I'm given to understand it's a seller's market <laughs> in the world of babies. She could have got a good price, but she turned down the cheque, which is, I think, rather stupid of her. Well, it's a different uh, money was offered. Oh, yeah, like 200 grand. Yeah, yeah, 200,000 wow. pounds, English that pounds. That's much for what's a that in, baby? What's that in old marks? The, the Deutschmark collapsed oh. in the, the 1930s. We would use Deutschmarks to make uh, collages. Really? Paper mache. Oh, so it's another one of the rooms in your submarine you had to put aside for. It is a craft area. <laughs> I'm sure there was. I'd love to see it sometime. It sounds incredible. Um, it sank. <laughs> was that when you died? Choking no, on a... no, no, oh, no. Okay. Apparently after I died. Oh, oh very yes, sad. It was, the submarine was moored 
uh, just off of uh, Southport in Merseyside. Really? Yes, it was used as a discotheque up until <laughs> 1967. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I'd like to visit it. Mm. Anyway, uh, Abby hands over her baby. She's, yeah. She looks upset. And then her dad, Gerald who's being really nice to her, says, you're the most unselfish person I know. Oh, she he is the father of Abby. Well, he is today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I thought he was a passing bank manager. <laughs> he does a, dress an like one. An extremely formally dressed gentleman arrives. He's only ever in a suit, Gerald. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's very nice to her, yeah. his daughter and says that she's not selfish, but, you know, she is unbelievably selfish. I mean, I mean, she. Uh, there was a remarkable moment where Abby is looking into an empty cot, wistfully. Yes, yes, she's sobbing into the empty cot. I like think she, she is crying about the £200,000, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think she is too. Then we cut to a Rolls Royce with the number plate CF1. Yeah. It belongs to a millionaire called Charles Freer. He's like the baddie. Ah. He's like you in the war. He's the baddie. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, oh, okay, I will accept that the Germans were, you know... Not the goodies no. the Second World War. But no, I, no. you need to understand that I opted out of the Second World War in 1942. Oh, really? Yeah. How would you manage that? Well, it's very easy in a submarine to get lost. <laughs> we uh, we uh, sailed the U-42B, which was uh, my uh, submarine. Mm-hmm. We sailed it to the, the Bahamas. Really? Yeah. We ran a cocktail bar just off the coast of Bermuda. <laughs> Nice, good times. They sound like excellent times. Mm. Yeah, mm. And I think you went the way you wanted to go, didn't you? Choking on a cocktail. That's actually rather yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, back to the millionaire. So Charles is dictating. I love this scene because he's dictating a memo to his assistant. I, I was most enthralled by this moment yeah. with Charles when he's, <laughs> he's talking about Richter in Frankfurt. Now, oh, is yes. that Klaus Richter? <laughs> Almost certainly, yes, yes. Well, for, then this is obviously an evil man. Do you, know, do you ra- know him? Yeah, of course I do. Friend of yours, yeah. Of course okay. I do. <laughs> Terrible. Richter of Ham- If I can, t- Julia, listen to me now. <laughs> he was the man who, when I had the summary, he contacted me and he said, uh, Court, Charles Richter here of Frankfurt. And I'm like, oh, how are you doing, Klaus? He went, yeah, I'm working on a new thing. It is biologically sound torpedoes. What? Yeah, environmentally friendly Even torpedoes. back then he was talking about oh, yeah. sustainability. He That's was incredible. very ahead of the curve. <laughs> and he said they are completely self-propelling, marvellous torpedoes, which are completely biodegradable. And what it was, was he had cellotaped hand grenades to otters. <laughs> and... Did the otters like it? No, they did not. <laughs> It was very counterproductive. I mean, he sounds like an interesting I, chap, but I, you hadn't really thought that through. I bought 300. <laughs> so I had a submarine full of cellotape and hand grenades and others, which they need a lot of trout, Julia. It, it must have stunk in there. A lot of there. trout. Oh, it must have really smoked quite bad. We had to cancel pottery class. <laughs> Anyway, as a yeah. cultured man, you'll know that Charles is asking his assistant to book him tickets for the opera. He wants to go and see Simon Bocanegra. Yeah, you know, well, so also he is saying here... As you'll uh, know, it's by he, Verdi. <laughs> he's talking about the Faber Chemicals deal. Oh, uh, yeah, that's now, right. Now, Faber yeah. Chemicals was set up by T.S. Eliot. In <laughs> what? 19... Yeah, T.S. Eliot, who was at Faber and Faber. The poet. He set up a subsidiary of Faber and Faber just called Faber Chemicals. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they mostly made uh, some horrible things. There has to be a joke about the wasteland now, doesn't there? Indeed. Uh, Quickly do that. Can you do that? The wasteland uh, was actually a document about uh, disposal policy for for harmful chemicals. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am learning so much and it's it barely been five minutes. I know. Um, anyway, so he's going to see a Verdi opera. He um, is. Which is exciting for him. I don't know who he's taking with him, but he wants a box. He wants a box. When he said, <laughs> I run a box from Covent Garden, I thought he wanted some Brussels sprout. It's raining. Seeing the woman struggling with her umbrella makes him think of an extra thing to put on his memo. So he starts his recorder up again and says, oh, by the way, can you find out the date of Abby, who's the baby's mother? Yeah. Can you find out the date she was born? Yeah. And, but don't make a big thing of it. It's like such a random thing. He knows basically he has been told he's her father. Ah, but Gerald doesn't know the that. The evil yet. man who works with uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's actually uh, the father of this miserable woman. Ah, who's the up her plot time. is sickening. It really, like a fine <laughs> Bavarian stew. So you're into it already. I, can I am tell. loving this. <laughs> well, you're going to love this more now because we're going yeah. to see. Well, there was when I am seeing uh, the people on this catamaran. Were you aware of catamaran's multi-hole craft? Is that something you? That were? is that is madness. <laughs> I tried to make a catamaran submarine. Did you? But uh, uh. I th- uh, the first lesson we learned, Yulia, <laughs> when we made our catamaran submarine, basically we got two submarines yeah. and some girders between them, welded them together. Yeah. Both submarines must be facing in the same direction. <laughs> we were rotating for eight months before we realised <laughs> that the catamaran submarine was an idea ahead of its time. Wait, is that when you choked on your cocktail? I'm fixating on my death. I'm sorry, it's just I've never met anyone dead before. I'm just really curious. So, so there is a man on the boat <laughs> who is sitting in the middle, so I am assuming he is in charge. Yes. And he is saying, no more than two degrees, of course, you could capsize her. Ah, oh, yes, now he does. He kind of warns on, her. And then, now, because, Julia, I knew I would be um, with you talking today of Howard's Way, I have been watching the show by way of research and yeah. doing my uh, uh, homework. The first men of colour in the entire show. Yes. And in order to emphasise that he is a man of colour on the show, he is a man of colour wearing a bright orange boiler suit (laughs) as if he has recently been rescued from Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) So I am assuming that Tony and Leo have been to Cuba (laughs) to save him. That is, weirdly, that isn't the subplot that they go with in the end. They I just have him as like a mute even... extra person in the scene. Also, but, you know, it's who a is thought. Lynette? It's the boat. The boat is called Lynette. Yeah. Didn't you name your submarine? Surely you had a nickname for your submarine. Uh, we did indeed like a have little, a nickname. A submarine's girls, like ships are. No, the submarine always has a name of something very pertinent to what is happening. So it's not a male or female yeah. issue. Our submarine was called the Angry Otters. <laughs> A bit literal. I know. <laughs> no, but I like it. Did you have like a little lot of painted on the side and that kind of thing? Or yeah, he was furious. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> anyway, so we're at sea. Uh, they are chenning. They are chenning. The young boy is he's the son of the men in the middle. Yeah. So oh, Tom yeah. is the dad with the kind of woolly hat on, and then no. Leo's the son with the black eye. So, uh, so yeah, the, the Schwarzenaugen. <laughs> what? What is happening with them? Someone hit he, him because he was so uh, annoying. Surely, surely they would have killed him instantly, this frail, spindly child. <laughs> he's a very gentle man, but he's a... Uh, I he's... could barely hear him. He was almost inaudible. Well, the sea is very loud. I mean, to be fair, it's quite a rough... I couldn't uh... hear him over the men of colour's boiler suit. It was so loud. Anyway, yeah, so Leo got punched for being an environmental protester. Well, in order to somehow uh, make himself seem more manly... He said, dead, I have got a job. Yes. And then he uses a phrase that I am knowing is from the East End of your London. <laughs> a nice little earner. <laughs> Why, he is a sissy lady boy. 
who is working on a crazy sayings of phrases of the Cockneys out of nowhere. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to impress. A nice little learner. <laughs> Apples und pears. <laughs> he is wanting a box in Covent Garden so he can be selling his fruit and vegetables. Do you know any, any other rhyming slang? Uh, yes. Go on. Yes. <laughs> Peaches and cream submarine. <laughs> Well, that's brilliant. I didn't know that's a new one on me. So they're sailing the catamaran. It's a horrible day. It's forging through the water. It is most uh, inclement. It's horrible. The weather is so bad in this episode. Raining. But it was nice to see uh, a show concerned with uh, the sea and all its mystery and beauty. Don't worry, we are going back there because I know that it's the great love of your life. So Leo's going to start working at his dad's boatyard, basically. Yeah, this is a good thing for Leo. And I put here, it's all very much so far plain sailing. That's an English expression, that everything's no. going fine. Yeah. You, uh, you fly planes. <laughs> you do not save them. God, okay, no, I'll make a note of that, sorry. Okay, thank you. <laughs> then we go to someone called Jack's house. Yeah. And he's with, he's with a dolly bird, uh, like a, a maid Oh, uh, yes, the old man was a young woman. <laughs> yes. This is most inappropriate. <laughs> and she's wearing a very short dressing gown. She is wearing a tiny kimono. <laughs> She is. Which was the name of a Japanese submarine I once uh, delivered some what? schneps to. All of the <laughs> Japanese submarines were named after items of Japanese clothing. It's a very odd tradition in naming of these vessels. I just mm. I had no I idea. Know, you weren't there. Anyway, <laughs> Jack is in his pyjamas too, he, suggesting also, they've had a sleepover. He is having a lady guest and she has done some laundry. Yes. She has done her laundry and she has put her, her, her dressing item in the tumble dryer. Yeah. And it has shrunk. <laughs> That's probably what happened. She's ruined it almost immediately. It's too small for her. <laughs> it's plainly too short, that's for sure. And he is too old for her, if <laughs> I, I can was, just say. <laughs> they'd been hanging out a bit in previous episodes. Well, at the minute they suggested that they were more than friends, I just I, it made me a little uncomfortable, I will admit. I know, and the men, he is so burly. Yes, but he does have like a gruff. Like an angry bear. Why is he smoking also with that voice? Did you know a submarine called the angry bear? Yeah, yeah. Was that, it Russian? Nine. <laughs> the angry bear was out of mints. So are you a gambling man? Do you like a flutter? Well, you know, I was in a war in a submarine. Every day's a challenge. I like to think I get up in the morning and roll the dice. Then you'll understand that Jack is uh, he's quite into gambling and he's suddenly got a real gambling habit from nowhere, actually. And he's going to put 500 English pounds on one horse race. It's really a load of money. It's a lot of money and it really impresses I his mean, young girlfriend. He's already gambling by being in a room with a young lady who <laughs> just with a tender piece of affection could kill his old buddy. Why? Is he also gambling? I suppose that is it. He likes to live dangerously. That's, he does that, indeed. This is Jack. So he is gambling £500 and she said she would also be liking a flutter. Yes, yes. And he is giving her £20. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was actually £5. A £5? Like an old £5 note. Wow. Well, to you it would be a new £5 note. To me it's old, yeah. £500 <laughs> on a sure thing. He is very confident. It is, is almost as if he is being set up for yes. failure later in the episode. Do you know, that could be what's going on here, but I don't know. We'll have to get there. Then next we go to basically a fashion warehouse so it's a place where a character called Jan, who's married to Tom, the kind of the senior you, 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 man in the whoa, boat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Hold your horses. <laughs> okay. 
I know Jen. You do? She is nice. <laughs> she is very nice. I she's am very, liking her. She's very beautiful. She is angry with Luigi, though. Yes, she's she furious. She is furious with Luigi. Do you know wow. any... I bet you knew some Italians in the war, didn't you? Yeah. Are yeah. they genuinely unreliable with their supply of goods? Well, six weeks to me. I mean, for an Italian supply, uh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. We would allow for the six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is get your ordering in early <laughs> with the Italian in. suppliers. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. So there's another character comes in now called Ken. He's kind of like in a lemon shirt. Yes, this Ken. He is a strange man yeah. wearing very inappropriate <laughs> colours. He is a sallow man. Do not wear yellow. <laughs> If you are, it's you a know, fashion thing. It's the the gelben blousen, as we would say in uh, Deutschland. He takes his... very bold fashion decisions. And then Jen is furious with Luigi, and Luigi is cashing the check and not giving her the goods. Exactly. And then she says something very mysterious here, Julia. I wish to take up with you. Sure, sure. If I don't get some stockings soon, I'm going to have to cease trading. <laughs> so I'm assuming that Jen is some kind of lady of the sex. <laughs> is this it? If I, I don't she... get some stockings <laughs> soon, I'm going to have to cease trading up and down the streets of Tarrant. <laughs> I think you've misunderstood what she said. That's what I... So what... If I don't get some <laughs> stockings soon. Stock in. Stock Was? in. Two separate words. She's not a sex worker, as far as we're aware. In <laughs> Shuligum. Anyway, not only is she cross with Luigi, she's also very cross with Ken, because oh, Ken so paid some thugs to have her son beaten up, but, hence the black eye. But wait a moment. There is here a philosophical moment in oh. your way of Howard, where Ken says, are we still speaking? <laughs> Using his voice. <laughs> You're this, right. I, did I miss that? Oh, wow. What a deep question that is. Using his voice to say the words, are we still speaking? Because I am shouting at my screen. Yes, Ken. You just said to her with your voice. Albeit a quite thin and weedy voice. You're right. You're seeing layers to this that I just wasn't getting. And, and he is most apologetic to Jen. He is admitting to making a big mistake. He is, but he's not that apologetic. I mean, mostly about the are we still speaking thing. I think that was a huge mistake. <laughs> if he had tapped out in Morse code, are yes. we still speaking? Yes. Or written it on a piece of paper and held it up, maybe. <laughs> Then, oh. Was that actually the right Morse code? Because I'm assuming you know Morse code. No, that is German Morse code. It is a different thing. <laughs> and then, uh, then Jen is somehow still, she is enamoured of the Kenneth. She is, but you know, he did get her son beaten up. So, you know. He's a bad man. He's a really bad man. He's it a turns bad out. Man. He's, he's a, a, you know who he's reminding me of, Julia? Go on, say Admiral it. Admiral Dönitz. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hitler. Oh, no, Hitler is just incompetent. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, I had no very, idea. Very poor at admin. <laughs> so what we are saying here is then Jen is saying, mm. Jen is saying, are you going to be using your softly, softly approach? Yeah. Or your smash and grab techniques? <laughs> Do you know what she meant by that? No. <laughs> so he basically persuaded her to leave her husband by being very sort of nice to her. In that shirt? <laughs> Yes, I know, it's amazing. Wow. But it, but it did work. But obviously when he wants something, if he gets a bit panicky and desperate, he'll just send the thugs in and she doesn't want him to do that anymore. Perhaps the thugs could select a better shirt for him. <laughs> Maybe Rather they could. than beating up people, perhaps they yeah. could go and buy him some bold primary colours. <laughs> 
I don't think it's the show. I think it's his bad personality. Anyway, they're having a horrible row. Their tempers flare. Then he says, after the philosophy of earlier, then he says, love is pain. I know, which I was... And he grasps her firmly by he the does. arms. And I don't know about you, but I suddenly saw him in a new light and started to get a bit, a bit this, of a thing for Ken. He is requiring a safe word now. Ken has moved into a new area. I mean, you are looking at me like something the cat has brought in. Yeah, no, that slightly took the wind out of his sails. Yeah, something the cat brought in. <laughs> half a pigeon. That is how Yan is looking at Ken. And not the half Twitching. with the head. No. The no. back half with the burden. Maybe one wing. Sorry, with the burden. <laughs> the burden of the pigeon, you are. you? I don't know why you are. Oh, my God. No more grab. No more <laughs> smashing or grabbing That's Ken. That's right. She asks him to basically just be nice again. No stop more being smashing a grab. Yeah, exa- exactly. And she says to him, that was quite Love speech. is pain. <laughs> Love is pain. Love is aunt. Everything bad. <laughs> it's pretty full on for her. I can imagine it is bad if you're always Ken. Well, you know, this used to be shown at like 7.45 on a Sunday evening. A Sunday? Mm. The day of God? Well, You yes. are showing this then? She has yeah. no stockings and cannot walk <laughs> the streets. And Ken is... I want to watch the version of How It's Where You're Watching. It sounds brilliant. I am not enjoying this for a Sunday. I'm thinking this is Friday night viewing. Sort of on your own in private. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is not the show I'm watching. Anyway, then we move to a leafy glade. Now, this is a very romantic scene. Now, what I am finding here, and mm. I'm saying this to you, Julia. So, a, a lady and a gentleman yes. are on a beautiful bridge. Yes. Much in the manner of the painter Monet. Yes, it does look a bit it like looks his bridge. It looks a little like a Monet. You're right, it does, yeah. And then it is revealed that the gentleman in the scene mm. is French. Yes, he is French. Now, to I'm my glad you mind, spotted that. Mm. this is a little too literal with your visual imagery <laughs> of actually having the French character yeah. wandering through a Monet painting yeah. in a Sunday night drama <laughs> for the British... Corporation of Brock. I think that's a nice touch. Don't you think it shows that they're thinking about the layers? It's just, I think it's brilliant. Well, she is saying something to him about Tarrant then. So he is, they are discussing the matters. And then she is saying to him, there are more improper things going on here than in the whole of France. And, you know, she's right. Because well, people, okay. people are wandering so you're, around you're without their stockings. A, a town <laughs> near Southampton, okay, yeah, yeah. in mm. the UK, yeah. and a boatyard. Yeah. Now let us look at all the improper things going on in France. Okay. Racism in the fourth arrondissement of Paris. <laughs> child smuggling in Marseille. <laughs> Burglary in Nice. Wait, there was child traffic at the beginning of the show. We've got that here too, you know. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that I think that that is hyperbole. Yes, you might be right, actually. She's laying it on a bit thick. But anyway, then he basically... Yeah, but then he says, perhaps that is what I like. <laughs> Your French accent's amazing, considering that you're German. I know, I know. I spent some time in France. Did you? Whereabouts? I was working as a ferry terminal at uh, Calais. So anyway, we're missing the big bit of this scene, which is there's a proposal. Yeah, but but he is doing it in a very sly, aunt, underhand way. If this was me, I'd be a bit fed up with him. Like, you didn't do it. You didn't ask me to marry you. I should not be with my fiancée in the house under the roof of her mother. That's right. 
Now, that says, to me is sound. When a man with his French accent says something like that, that is sounding most sexual. <laughs> <laughs> and as a rough of you. And also, when they first got together, Lynn thought that Claude, that's the Frenchman's name, was after her mother. So it's kind of layered but with I extra meaning there. So Claude was very interested in the end. Mm. Well, who could but, blame uh, him? But so then this is the Lynn, is it Lynn? Lynn. She yeah. is, say that again. <laughs> and he is saying, under the roof of your mother. Because that was the dirty part. And he thought <laughs> he she is mourning. Yeah. His eyes are saying, I am marrying you. But his loins are saying, I am sinking of your mother's eaves. <laughs> oh, my God. Where the, where, where the bats live. <laughs> and the house martins. I don't know what's sexy about house martins. I know. I do not know. They, apart from they have sex in flight. Do they really? Yeah. Is that true? They barely land. Do only, they? Only to make little house martins. <laughs> I had no. Is that really is that, true? It might be swifts. They're kind of in my head. They're basically the same bird. The same bird. Yeah. House martin swift swallows. Oh, the same. Swallows same. exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. they all look the same. They're all that like those tattoos you get when you when you work on a submarine. Probably have you got one? No, these little swallows. Uh, no. I have this one here. Oh this yeah. Is, uh, you 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 know what this is? Is it something to do with Germany and the war? No, it is. Uh, I am a very keen fan of Stadler stationery. <laughs> so that is the logo of Stadler stationery. There, their marvelous propelling pencils are amongst the best in the world. Well, that's good to and know. This, this here, do you see that? Yeah, that is. That looks like I don't know. It's a letter B. It's the letter B. Yeah. For bloody hell, I love stationery. <laughs> Really, really niche tattoos, but no, good. I like I them. Know, I yeah, know. yeah, I've got some now. Look, they're just some flowers. What is that? <laughs> it's just Show some, me that. Some flowers. Oh, you don't realise having a tattoo in that position on your wrist means that you are technically allowed to uh, captain a submarine for the German. Really? Yeah. So, can I have the cocktail end of the submarine? Like, that be my end? You'd be the captain. You go where you like. Brilliant. Okay. Pottery zone, dance studio. I'm going to sign up. Bar, <laughs> Sounds incredible. The wine cellar. <laughs> Hang on. Anyway, we're getting away from this very romantic proposal. This is very important. So, Claude, the mm. Frenchman in yeah. Howard's way, is yeah. wanting to be proposing to Lynn. Yeah, but he doesn't do it properly. And then he doesn't snog her. Well, no. And she also is not kissing him. No. They hug like a um, father and daughter. <laughs> It's a strangely unsexy moment. It's true. In fact, there have been scenes with Lynn and her actual dad in the Still, show. Still, it is shown on a Sunday. <laughs> well, it suppose. is shown on a Sunday. No, but they're snogging. They're snogging later on in the episode. I don't understand. I reckon one of them had a cold sore that day and they didn't want to do the snog. That's what I reckon. Really? Okay. Just a little theory I'm there. I'm taking Zed on board. Fair enough. <laughs> Literally on board. Piping it aboard. On board your submarine. Yeah. Can you pipe someone aboard a submarine? It, it is difficult. <laughs> You can, but you have to be, you know, you have a bounce surface. of water. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, your pipe can would be filled no with piping. water. Under the vase. Then we go to the Urquhart's house, yeah. where Polly uh, is arranging an enormous vase of flowers. This is the biggest bouquet I have seen in my life. It's huge, isn't and it? And I was in Germany in the 1930s. <laughs> the Weimar Republic. Did they have good Cabaret. floral displays? Oh, the floral displays were oh, enormous. Yeah, yeah, it must have been but great. But this, wow, <laughs> she is obscured by flowers, which is a blessing because she is an unpleasant lady. Well, she's not nice, no. no. She's, she's basically I am a bit... not liking the Polly. No, I think you're a good judge of character because she's not the nicest she's person. She's bad. 
Anyway, Polly, from behind the flowers, we can hear her talking to her husband, Gerald. Barely. And she's (laughs) muffled by the foliage. And she's asking him, why did Charles Freer, why did he drop out of the marina scheme? Why did he drop out of the marina scheme? Well, basically, it got complicated. Anyway, and then she reveals that she's told Charles Freer that he is the real father of Abby. And Gerald is shocked by this. (gasps) So now he knows he's not Abby's father. He always to the bank for Gerald (laughs) because you know he's got nothing now. Not even a miserable faced selfish daughter. No, all he has is his suits, (laughs) his suits and memories. Now we go to the bookmakers. So you know this is where people gamble on sort of horse races. I I know what a bookmaker is. (laughs) Okay, just checking. We're not completely separated from the world because we're under the sea, full of otters and hand grenades and sellotape. (laughs) What's the German for bookmakers? Yeah, I can tell you that book and gamalk (laughs) maker. That's good to know. Thank you. Um, Just in case we have any German listeners. Yeah. We don't want to lose them. Yeah, Um, they're knowing this. (laughs) And we're in the bookmakers and and there are lots of men. Loads. And they're rhubarbing really loudly. They're all just grunting. It is most entertaining. It's very funny. They're making some really strange noises. They're watching the horse races on the TV and Jack and Dawn are there. And just as we cut to them, we realise that the £500 bet has gone awry. Yeah. He is losing by a nose. The sure thing is not such a sure thing. It is not in oh, any way no. a sure thing. So Dawn is pretty crestfallen. Then, then yeah. a fairly weaselly looking man is looking over at the old man <laughs> and the young lady. Now, I thought he is looking because, like anyone would look, yeah. at an old man with a young lady in a bookmakers <laughs> and think, what is he doing here with his grandchild? <laughs> in those extremely tight pink trousers and that she's I wearing. I know, I know. <laughs> I and bet you've never seen trousers then, like that, have but you? But he looks around, the old man... <laughs> And he is immediately fleeing from the Gamalcom Bokamark <laughs> to get away from the men. Yes. Who is, can I speak with you in my office? He wants a little chat. And a Kleiner always, chat. And Kleiner chat. <laughs> Kleiner chatson. Oh, I like that. Or yeah. it is revealed that the jack is in the hole for nearly a ten of your thousand pounds. Exactly. And that's a lot of money in the 80s. Let Back me tell then, you. wow. Yeah, and he's demanding it, it by the end of the week. It's even, it's even more in 1943. Well, I mean, true. Yeah, it's, it's shitloads. Anyway, then we go to the fashion boutique Perry Plus, which is where Jan sells her expensive clothes that her friend yeah. designs for her. Yeah, and she, this is a most strangely arranged shop. A lot of space. <laughs> Very much I mean, in the style of a fashion. if you are going to be having a shop with plenty of room to move cameras around in, then that is how you would arrange it. In <laughs> oh, case you're needing to do the close-ups. Yeah, no, I suppose you're right. Two yeah. shots, etc. But also that's fashion. You know, they like to have minimalism and, you know, things laid out nicely and one jumper folded on a podium with nothing around it. You know, that's what they do. Anyway, she's folding jumpers. Yeah. Um, they're probably cashmere. And then her daughter, Lynn, arrives all of a flutter. She is uh, giddy with the news of the... Pending engagement. She is, and she tells her mum. Yeah. And her mum looks like someone just farted. She is looking uh, crestfallen. <laughs> really cross. Like, oh, almost she's like, not happy. No, almost like she's in love with. I Claude am herself. thinking, Yolia. Okay. Is Yen having a sing for Claude? Well, I don't know. She plays it so ambiguously, you can never quite tell. But I would say yes. She's got. There a little... is many of the smouldering glances between yeah. them. Yeah. Nothing ever happens, but I think she thinks he's a bit of all right. Something is. I am. This Something in about the a man course with a of my accent, res- I'm just the, saying. In the course of my research <laughs> for researching the way of Howard, yeah, mm-hmm. I am looking at early episodes. Is really? There a wow. New, is there a new man playing Claude? Is it a different Claude from the one I am seeing before? No, it's the same one, but he might have strapped on a bigger ponytail. I think it is most showing his love that he is having the same hair as his fiance. <laughs> 
I don't like that look, I have to say. But I'd rather he lost the rap. Here he is, supposed to be working in the fashion business. I know. When he looks like he should be playing synthesizer <laughs> for Dire Straits. So how do you know what a synthesizer is? Uh, Herbert Moog was one of my crew members. <laughs> the first synthesizer was developed on my submarine. That's amazing. Another one in, of the uh, rooms in there. Moog. That's incredible. Yeah, we had we an have... experimental electronics room. <laughs> uh, we, one of our crew members was uh, Delia Derbyshire. <laughs> The Doctor Who theme tune, amazing. Yeah, I we know. have, despite our differences, you know, in the war and everything, yeah, and your know, terrible conduct, so we've got much. a lot to thank you for. Again, so you know, not cheers. really terrible conduct. I ran a very successful Irish theme pub off the coast of Bermuda. Well, they, so you didn't kill anyone then? Only with fun. <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah. Kurt. Anyway, so the marriage news goes down like a lead balloon. Indeed, a balloon made of lead. <laughs> and they go into jail. That is office. a nice image. Thank you. How are you blowing that up? What gas a, are you putting into a lead that's a balloon? That's a very good question. Anyway, they go into Jan's office. Yeah. And Lynn is very stony because her mum is just... She pretends it's because she doesn't want Lynn to get hurt because Claude's been engaged before. Yeah, but Claude, I think you're right. is, is he a flight by night? Well, I don't think he is, no. In fact, he doesn't prove to be, to be honest. She's right, oh, he did, he did is get this engaged a, Oh, before. is it a tiny plot spoiler there? No, no, no. no one, Were you no, plot actually. spoiling? No, I wasn't actually. Okay. Because I can't even begin to tell you what happens to Claude because, well, it's just... I can't say anything else. Okay. okay. So now we go to the boatyard, which you'd probably yeah. like because there's, you know, there's boats there. No yeah, there was a lady but... called Avril. Yeah, that's right. She is dressed as a grey box. <laughs> she is. She's got shoulder pads you wouldn't get through a standard-sized doorway. Wait, she I is looking like a standard-sized door, so I think she would exactly fit in a door. <laughs> she wouldn't go through, but she just... All she... was missing on the front of her grey blazer is a handle. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's a and weird... And perhaps a knocker. <laughs> She's also carrying a big Samson yeah. briefcase, exactly like the one my dad had. So mm. I, I had some 80s recognition there. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's talking with a man called Bill. Bill, that's right. Bill it appears uh, upset about something, you yeah. know. Yeah. And he is not liking what Tony is doing mid the catamaran. Yeah, he's not. He's called Tom. Tony. It's all right. Okay. I'm calling him Tony. <laughs> We're calling him Tony now. Tony, Tony Howard's Howard. way. So anyway, Tony's catamaran, Bill insists, is not seaworthy. And he's really worried it about is. the main beam. He's no. really worried. Bill is obviously someone who knows about the sea. Also, he looks like he'd be old enough to have fought in the war. Exactly. I am thinking. Do you think you ever went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Bill? He is ringing some bells for oh, me. Really? Oh, God. Because yeah, I, I think if he'd done anything, him. he'd have been in the Navy. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. For sure and certainly. <laughs> Would he have been uh, hunting of the submarines? I don't know. I mean, I can't say that for sure, but there's, there's nothing well, I to mean, suggest he, he wasn't. If he was, was he hunting submarines in Bermuda Well, during happy hour? Possibly. He could be, he could be your old enemy. <laughs> or indeed my old popman. Actually, yeah, probably. Anyway, so Bill, with all of his years of experience, yeah. doesn't believe the boat will be safe. And he says he's willing to resign if they don't listen to him. He is, threatening, is, to, he is threatening to leave his job. It's a, it's a Howard Boatyard. Well, I don't know where else he'd get a job after and, that. Well, I'd, maybe some other burgeoning catamaran manufacturer <laughs> on the south coast. Yes, you're right. There are probably loads. We yeah, just, many, we just many. Is this before the era of the trimaran? Well, actually, I don't know. When did they come in? I'm not sure. Multi-hulled bits. <laughs> How many hulls do you think is too many hulls? How long is a piece of string? <laughs> How many hulls indeed? <laughs> This is a very different podcast from the one I understood. I would well, begin. I know, but I like to get into the issues. I like to sort of go off, so you know, Bill, tack off to the left and right. You Bill know. tacking. I like that. 
marine reference. Thank Good you. Work. I, I did it for you. On so, you know. point. <laughs> so uh, we are we are here, and Bill is threatening to leave his job. Yeah, which is serious. That's quite strong words from Bill. Anyway, yeah. then we go to the office of Charles Freer. He's in an office. It doesn't look like his office. It looks a bit more municipal than that. But yeah. he's walking down a corridor with Gerald, and Gerald is basically saying. Because you sired my bastard child, I can yeah. no longer be your business associate. Oh, this is exposition of the highest order. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever had an illegitimate child? Like, have you got like a woman in I every pool? 19. 19? <laughs> yeah. Do um, you know all their names? Galway, Sean. <laughs> you don't have to list them all now, but you know, that's yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'll tell you. <laughs> Shanghai, Sean. He's a good name. Brisbane, Sean. <laughs> It's a very workable name. What? And you know what? It makes it very easy to remember their name for the birthday card. Well, that is true. Now, 19 that's... children, four of them are girls, all called Sean. That's actually pretty clever. It's a system. Nice. It Good. Works. <laughs> anyway, so obviously Gerald feels quite emasculated, I think. By I think so. To his... discover that you're not, the, yeah. you're not the father of your daughter. This is a high and then drama. That, and then that your boss is like really yeah, yeah. quite difficult. Dirty Tony. <laughs> but he's he's not Tony. Tom no, is, no, but actually, Tom, Tom actor, is Tony. The actor is called Tony Anholt, but the, the character, you know, this isn't real. He's a pretender. What? Oh, right. No, forget it. No, Israel, Israel. Um, and yes, he's, he's I know. Called... This is the finest documentary I have ever seen. <laughs> and the man in the documentary is called Charles Freer. He's the yeah. real dad. Uh, the okay, daddy. that is good. Yeah. yeah, and he says, rather understating the case, I can appreciate how you must feel, Gerald. Like, no, you can't. I don't but, you think know. he can. He doesn't see any difficulty working with him. He is Gerald like disagrees. a, a sociopath. <laughs> and they go into a boardroom, which has a huge green baize table in it. Presumably they're going to play snooker. Yeah, it is Decide time for to. some pool. <laughs> they're going to sort Let us sort out. this out like men with balls <laughs> and our cues. Yeah. With, with what, sorry? Balls <laughs> and our cues. Met in the manner of Cliff Sawburn. <laughs> He would sort out anything manly on the table. Anyway, they don't play snooker, as it turns out. They just have a row. Oh, this is uh, a shame. Rather passive-aggressive. And then Charles just says, if that's the way you want it, then goodbye, Gerald, and good luck. And that's it. He's off. He's, wow. They're, they're businesses, isn't Well, they? let's rip off Zed Band-Aid. I know. And they've been friends since university. They've so been old sad. chums for many times. They have. Next, we're coming to my favourite scene. It, and it's my favourite scene until they underline what's funny about I it know. and then it makes I me cross yeah I, I, this yeah. is exactly what I'm to be saying about you go they on are, so what they're doing is uh, Leo who has more makeup in this scene <laughs> than a clown <laughs> he is made to look like he's the one who is worried about Luigi withholding his stockings because he is looking like Kiki D in this scene. Do you but think it's Kiki to cover his bruises, maybe? Kiki D with Carla Delevingne's eyebrows. It is a strange look. He has got hella big eyebrows. Insane eyebrows. And they have decided to take him away from the boyish fringe of the first series. Yes. And give him a side flick. <laughs> Which think, is most unbecoming for any human being. I think they're this, trying to make him a heartthrob, like they, a sort of sexy. Well, he has women. a black eye <laughs> and blacker eyebrows, the browder augen. And he is there, right? And so he's with Abby. Yes, that's right. But they are wandering around in Abby. And she's a 19 year old mother who's just given her child away, having yeah. had a baby out of wedlock. Yes, yeah, so she, but they're walking around a ruined Abby. Ah. See, that is funny. That is funny. But then. They say the words. I know. It's so annoying. It's a, the, a big misstep by the way. I am there. wishing to punch someone <laughs> firmly in the face. Do you want me to face. tell you who the writer is? And yes, maybe, please. Maybe he's called Jeremy Burnham. 
Jeremy Burnham. I would torpedo yeah. if he had a, <laughs> any kind of marine craft. I would get an otter and some hand grenades. <laughs> then, of course, you have to go to all the trouble of getting the yeah. writer, Jeremy, to be holding a trout. Well, perhaps you could lure him in by maybe if you had like a, a screenwriting course on board your submarine sort of travelling art school. What do you mean if? <laughs> Thursdays. <laughs> well, there you go. That's your in, you yeah, see. It right, is, well. most certainly. He has fun with language, you know, a little bit of Latin, a little bit of French. But yeah, he stuffs it right up. So, so the Leo, Leo is saying... Uh, He's trying to cheer Abby up because yes, she's sad he is about being, the baby. He's being cheeky and whimsical. <laughs> yes. So he is finding that a woman who has sold her baby for no money <laughs> yeah. to a taxi driver is... He thinks the way to make a woman that has done one of the most unspeakably horrific things you can imagine... Like, literally. Let's do some gags. <laughs> so, anybody in who's recently lost a baby... <laughs> So he's accusing her of being sexist. That is funny because oh, they yeah, they're are... talking about gender roles. Yeah, gender role reversal. Yeah. And then he says, he uses the phrase, I'm not hung up over all that role reversal stuff. That That's is the Weimar Republic again, good isn't it? Good Lord. <laughs> it's men wearing makeup. Is, well, he's stockings. not hung up over role reversal indeed because he is having the makeup of a street whore. <laughs> of course he is not hung up. He looks like Kiki D. <laughs> Your accent almost went English there. That's, that's funny, know, isn't it? this is strange. It's weird. It's because you've been watching a lot of English TV. Yeah, I'll do my Jack impersonation for you in a moment. Oh, I'd like that. No, I'm I'd, looking I'd be, forward. I'd be keen. So Leo, when the jokes don't work, he just says the most insensitive thing I think he could possibly say in this situation, which is not like him. Don't worry, I'm sure you'll have plenty more kids. I know. <laughs> well, push out another one. Doesn't matter. Get up the stick with another person. Maybe you can find another random American taxi driver to give you a spawn. It is. Sell that one. Maybe you could get your £200,000 this time. <laughs> and, then, and then Abby points out that they're in a ruined Abby and everything goes a bit Yeah, oh. then the joke is fully underlined. The tumbleweed rolls it's for a bit. Not we just, good. We all feel sad. Then Leo, who I, to this point. Back to the jokes. Apart from his insensitivity with the mother with yeah. no child, yeah. he is then saying about uh, don't trust the Yanks. Yeah. Racism. Sex, he's accusing her of sexism. Now he is being racist about Americans. But he said you shouldn't trust them because they don't play cricket. <laughs> well, of course they... Well, I play cricket. Do you? We had... Yeah. Oh, OK. We had not, a, not a fairly work, workable <laughs> 11 on the submarine. Just village league stuff. Nothing major. Didn't play at a county level or anything. I mean, test cricket is difficult during <laughs> a North Atlantic campaign of sinking. Yeah, and the otters are just fleets. under your feet. And just it sounds like a nightmare on that. No, they they had cages. Oh, sorry. What are you... I've been really stupid, haven't I? Oh, you don't sorry. play cricket in a submarine. It is a tiny workspace. <laughs> Where are you going to put the third slip? <laughs> and the bales. You enjoyed that more than I did. I did. Then, then he has joining a joke about speaking the Latin. Yes, that's right. What does but he say? No, not a joke so much as he's correcting her letting Yeah, he's grammar. just being a bit of a pedant. This is pedanticness of an extreme level. Yes, it is. It's kind of annoying. She says that they are both persona non grata and he corrects and he goes, persona. <laughs> that is when she is to be punching him in the testicles. I mean, Very I, hard. I would. Like, you've brought me to a ruined abbey. Is this some kind of joke? Like, she you think has recently got rid of a child and not got a bean for it. And no, then and he is correcting good. her letting grammar. We leave them there. She humours him, but, you know, obviously wants to push him under a train. And then we go to Relton Marine, which is the big business place with the boardroom. Well, in order to underline the importance of the room and the business, <laughs> there are many people around that table. Yes. Many people. is 
feeling like a last supper for yes, somebody. Yes, exactly. Oh. But who is the Messiah in this scene? I don't know. He's some guy I've never seen before. But he appears to be the boss, but I, I literally don't think I've ever seen him before. Anyway, nobody is liking him. No, nobody likes him. And he also thinks that the business is going to be taken over in a hostile kind yeah, of attack they, or a raid. They, this is a lot of stuff that I am imagining a Sunday night audience who are, will have recently been having a lovely British Sunday lunch. Yes, yes. And so full of beef and potatoes <laughs> and perhaps a little sleepy. I yes. think this is asking a lot of the audience. I agree. This particular scene. Every time there's either anything about business or horse racing, everyone just has a little nap. But and you know, it goes on for slightly too long. Slightly too long, yes, it does. You could have had this <laughs> happening in a corridor between the Lady Avril yeah. and the new men. Exactly. Reported speech. It would have been much exactly. better. Rather than all the men around a table, who I assume are friends of the producers, <laughs> getting day rate. <laughs> Then we go to Jack's house where he's crestfallen. Oh, uh, Jack is so, so so sorry for himself. He takes a call from the betting shop, which he tries yeah. to cover up when Dawn comes in. Yeah. But she realises that he's in debt. He yeah. tells her not even the full extent well, of his well, debt. Then but... she is like, there are many people in this episode of The Way of Howard mm. who are using the Cockney Argo. Yes. She is saying, you're a dead stuck. Dead stuck, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is stuck a German word? Stuck, indeed. It means <laughs> stuck. <laughs> Also, we had a we had a crew member called uh, Wilhelm Stuck. Did you? Who was dead? So when this scene happened in Howard's way, I am shedding a tear. This episode is dedicated to Wilhelm Stuck. That's nice. Okay. Wilhelm dead Stuck. <laughs> We'll have to leave Kurt there, sadly, um, until the next part of this episode. Um, but please, if you're listening on launch day, come back tomorrow, that's Friday, for part two of my chat with the rather unusual dead German submarine captain. Bye. Bye.